Coming up on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers, Ryan Burns knows everything. All right, maybe that's a little hyperbole, but when it comes to the Gophers, he's pretty close. We'll talk to the 24-7 sports reporter about everything going on with Minnesota football this weekend. Gophers have players headed to the draft. They've got others getting ready for a spring game this weekend. We're going to talk about all of it with Ryan right now here on Locked On Golden Gophers. And welcome into the program. Nate Dickinson with you here. You're listening into Locked On Golden Gophers, the only podcast out there that gives you everything you need to know about the Minnesota Gophers every single weekday. You're not going to be any sort of behind on things if you listen into us every day. So if you're a big time Gopher fan, go ahead and make the commitment. Subscribe, rate five stars, give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO Golden Gophers. Do all of it and you'll stay up to date on everything you need to know and everything you could ever want to know, quite honestly, on the Gophers here on the show. Coming up on today's program, we've got a good one for you. Ryan Burns is one of the smartest minds inside Minnesota Gophers sports. He's got his finger on the pulse of everything going on around this team. If you do already follow us on Twitter at LOGoldenGophers, you probably have seen his work before. He is constantly breaking stories, giving you information that you need to know about the Gophers, and he spares some of his knowledge for us here today. That's coming up on the program in just a moment, but first everything you need to know about what went down for the Gophers over the last 24 hours. Now, we'll get to Ryan pretty quickly, because not a whole lot happened here with Minnesota today, so let's dive right into it. The only big news involving Gophers, actual Gophers right now, not recruiting, not speculation or anything else, came out of the softball team. Amber Pfizer has been named a finalist for the Senior Class Award. We've told you about the class award already. It's given out to a senior in every sport who exemplifies really everything that the NCAA tries to represent. There are 10 finalists of every sport. Amber Pfizer of the Gophers is one of them. In other news, the only other thing really to kind of blip on the radar for Minnesota over the last 24 hours, at least at the time of recording. I always say 24 hours as if you're listening to it as I'm saying it, but since, oh, I guess as of 7.30 on Monday night when I happen to be recording today's episode. Not a whole lot else going on. Only other thing though to note, Kur Kuath, if I'm saying that right, and I hope I am. Unfortunately, I won't have to learn how to actually say it 100% because he is not going to be a Minnesota basketball player. The 6'10 senior transfer from Oklahoma had been contacted by Ben Johnson and the Gophers, but he ends up going to Marquette. And he's someone we didn't even talk about. Not someone who we really analyzed on the show even beforehand. I don't know what to say. There's a whole lot going on right now. I can't catch all of them. Kurkuath, someone who was contacted by Minnesota, but was not heavy on anyone's radar, I don't think, to actually come to the Gophers. But the 6'10 player obviously would have been a big, big add for Johnson as someone who needs, well, some big, big basketball players right now. He's filled in some holes. A lot of them, though are on the perimeter. Minnesota needs someone to get that Big Ten size reestablished. Well, that's, again, all that's really going on with the Minnesota Gophers right now. We'll get right into it after the break. Ryan Burns is in to talk about everything going on with the Gophers in the draft and at the spring game this weekend. That's coming up in just a minute right here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Hey, it's getting into those summer months, which means that it's time for you to pull out the nice car, Get all the dust off, take the cover off, give it a nice clean, and of course, take it out for a cruise. But 
you don't want that dreaded, dreaded first startup of the season to go wrong. So if you want to make sure that everything is up to tip-top shape on your car, or maybe there's just that one little fix that you've been putting off, you can head over to rockauto.com right now, get it done, and get that peace of mind going into the summer months that your car is going to be able to get you through all of it. And, of course, through the winter at the end of it too. But that's down the road. We don't want to talk about winter now. Go on over to rockauto.com, see the part that you need, see it at a better price on their site, and get it ordered without you having to ever leave your couch. It sounds that good because it is that good. Head on over to rockauto.com right now. At least take a look. You got nothing to lose by checking them out. And if you do end up using the service, be sure to let them know that we sent you. In their little how did you hear about us box, just type in locked on. It would help us out. We'll be right back in just a minute. Nate Dickinson here with Locked On. Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Golden Gophers. Ryan Burns joins us in just a moment here on the podcast. Well, if you like the way that we do things over here at Locked On Golden Gophers, and hey, I I like to think that maybe at least a couple of you do, then you should check out the Locked On Today podcast. It's just like we do things over here at the Gophers pod. 30 minutes or less every single day with everything that you need to know about your team here with the Gophers. At Locked On Today, it's everything you need to know about all the sports in 20 minutes or less, all jam-packed into a podcast every weekday hosted by Peter Bukowski. It's an outstanding show that really does a great job of recapping everything you need to know from the last day of sports, just like we let you know everything that you need to know from the last day of Gopher Sports. Go on over and give them a try. It's Locked On Today, wherever you're listening to this right now. You can find it by just giving it a search. Again, Locked on today with Peter Bukowski. At least try it out. Again, it's only 20 minutes of your time, a maximum that he's asking of you to at least give it a shot. All right, let's talk to Ryan Burns. Ryan knows everything that's going on with this Minnesota football team. I pried some of it out of him earlier this week. That's coming up right now, our conversation here on Locked on Golden Gophers. You're listening in again to Locked On Golden Gophers, talking everything going on with this team in football in a big week of football all around for Minnesota. The drafts this week, the spring games this weekend, and we've got an expert in to talk about it. Ryan Burns over at 27 Sports reports on the Gophers. If there's stuff going on with Minnesota, you've probably seen us retweet either his stuff or Ryan James stuff, and those guys just are on top of everything. So it makes sense that we bring him in here to talk Gopher football now. Ryan, thanks for coming in to talk to us for a couple of minutes here on the show. We've got plenty to get to, but how are you doing today? How has it been getting back to seeing that Gopher team out on the football field? It's uh, It's been a sight for sore eyes, that's for sure. I appreciate you having me on. And that's where just being able to, you know, I'm, just, I'm luckily able to start to interview some assistant coaches, being able to put my eyes on this football team for the first time. Uh, it's really nice because you like to formulate your own opinions and while your sources are great and listening to what they think is great, having something to kind of compare it against, I would say is really nice to have. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, maybe a spring practice this week that the media is going to be at then obviously the spring game this weekend. So everything's coming up gophers right now, especially with the draft coming up on Thursday. 
Yeah, we'll talk about the spring game later on, but let's go in chronological order, at least uh, hopefully chronological order for the way that these guys are wanting to get drafted right now. Rashad Bateman, likely a first round pick, I want to say. It was not always that way. He won Big Ten Receiver of the Year, and it was like, all right, it's just going to be a year wait until this guy's in the first round. Then there were some questions maybe throughout this season and off season, But I'm on the side of saying that it's safe that he's silenced any of the doubters about his speed or anything else as to why he shouldn't be a first-round draft pick. The way I'm at, maybe it's a trap I'm falling into, saying that I think I'd be shocked if he didn't go in that first round. It has been 15 years. But, Ryan, where are you at right now as far as just what you think the NFL feels about Rashad Bateman's draft stock and where he'll go? And also, compared to everybody else as far as wide receivers in this class, because that matters too. Right, and that's where I think the closer we get here to the draft, we're getting 48, 72 hours away from that first round. I think the consensus is trying to, or the, the people in the NFL media that have a good track record of kind of predicting who's going to go where, it really sounds like Rashad Bateman is going to go in the 20s, which that's kind of where I'd like to see him go. You're going to be looking at the Ravens of the world, the Green Bay Packers of the world, and maybe he slips into that second round range in the early uh, second round there, we'll have to see. But I think you're right to where I think it's I think it's really funny for me to kind of hear the question marks about Minnesota prospects because like with Rashad Bateman, it's the speed. Well, I watched the film and you know these kids going back to high school. So you've known what they ran in camp. You know what they were running um, at different points during their collegiate career. And then you hear, well, Rashad Bateman's not fast. Goes out, runs a 4-3-9. And then the question immediately becomes from his pro day. Well, if it's not the speed, he was only 190 pounds. It's like, how, I mean, what, I just feel like everybody's trying to find the war and the red flag that's, you know, when it, if he's going to be a bust, this is why. And it's like Bateman, if you want to kind of look at the film and say anything, I mean, I'd say he'd struggle with some drops at some points here in 2020, but I'd also say the offense didn't really help him out a whole lot. And so that's where it's a, it's, it's very, Dip 20 yards per reception on 60 balls, obviously very, very good. And pops back in. He's the focal point of every defensive coordinator's game plan. But I, I kind of look at when we have Thursday come be the first gopher drafted since I believe it was Lawrence Maroney went in the first round of the Patriots, as you said. I think it was in 2006. And I think he does end the drought because I think when you look at kind of the conglomerate of teams there um, at the back half of the first round, and I think especially with that fifth-year team option, being able to keep someone like Bateman for that fifth year, have the option to pick it up. Like I said, I mean, you're talking about teams like the Ravens and the Packers, and we'll have to see who else could trade up there. But I think there's a, a bunch of different options there for him to go. Well, we've talked about how people have just tried to find the next thing wrong with Rashad Bateman every single time down the way. What's been the latest from the haters if there has been anything since that 40 time it, it's been the weight and that's where I believe he showed up uh, for pro day I mean I was at pro day I was able to see him there I mean he is as big to me as he's ever looked at any point in his career but I think he came in probably around 180 pounds and that's where again you go on social media after leaving the event to see what the national media is saying or the NFL t- draft twitter they're all like wow he's so small what did you, th- and that's where I, it kind of comes back down to, 
I hate what college football programs list some guy like Rashad, I think was listed at probably six to 200 or something. Yeah. And obviously I know from behind the scenes, like he's not six two, he's not 200 pounds. And so then you obviously have him show up and he's six foot and a half, six, one, 180, 185 pounds. There was always not what he's listed. No, who is what they were listed at that point? I mean, I was listed at six, five, like two thirty five on my high school program or my collegiate program, I'm six, four, two thirty. Like it kind of just is what it is. So, I mean, the speed was the question. I've never questioned that with Rashad. I mean, if you think, well, it was just in, you know, the underwear Olympics and he was just running a 40. Okay. Well then show me a point in his tape, especially that 2019 year where he averages over 20 yards per reception where he gets caught from behind. I can't remember a single point in that career where he really gets caught from behind. So, yeah, you can kind of point to, well, it's, you know, it's a straight line 40, you know, great. He can run four, three. Well then point to me on the game tape where he gets caught from behind, where this is such a big issue. So I'm going to be very curious to see when he is drafted here on Thursday, uh, what the consensus is among people. Well, let's start talking a little bit about fits here, Ryan, because you mentioned at least for a moment that right now it's looking like he is going to go in the twenties. That's what I've seen with most of just the stuff I've looked at as well. I've seen a few things have mm-hmm. players like at 16, maybe having a team trading up with the Cardinals to try and snag him before anybody else can go grab him. Pro football focus actually just today in their little staff mock draft had him as high as number 11 to the giants, which I tweeted out myself. I, I don't think there's any way he goes that high just because there's so many good wide receivers in this class in front of him. But when you start to look at just like the fits of individual teams and also where they are drafting, I guess I'll start with the first part first. Where do you think is the best fit for Rashad Bateman right now? For a guy who has been one of the biggest selling points that he's going to be able to fit in just about anywhere. I know a lot of Minnesota fans aren't going to want to hear this, but I would love to see him in the green and gold. And I'd love to see him with the Green Bay Packers at 29. I mean, I'm a Vikings fan, certainly. But I look at the situation he would walk into where Aaron Rodgers is is still an elite quarterback. And he's, he's begging got Devontae for Adams. Yeah. And you, and you have Devontae Adams to learn from there as well. I mean, you look at the wide receiver room as a whole. I don't believe Green Bay's got any wide receiver under contract for 2022. So you look at the whole situation where Rashad can come in be wide receiver two for a very efficient passing offense for a very good team. He can kind of complement what Devontae Adams does. He is a competent quarterback who can actually get him the football. I'd love to see that. And, you know, he gets a team up with Kamal Martin there from last year's draft. And then you kind of get into the different other fits. I mean, I think the Eagles is a, is an interesting landing spot. I know I've seen him connected there quite a bit. I know they have a draft pick in the high thirties in that second round there. I don't think that, uh, I think it's interesting, like you know, that the Giant uh, PFF has him going 11 to the Giants. That would surprise me quite a bit because that would, I mean, I would assume that means the two Alabama kids are off the board and then the LSU stud is also off the board. And then you kind of get into that ambiguity about who's four through eight for the NFL wide receivers. But, I mean, the one place that, you know, it's funny you bring up fit because I have a bet with Daniel House that I gave him three NFL teams to pick that where does Rashad Bateman go? And I think he chose the Ravens, the Titans, 
I think the Eagles is what he what he envisioned there. And, and I look at that Ravens passing offense. It was an absolute disaster last year. I'm not really thrilled about that kind of fit. Uh, maybe he can compliment Mark Andrews there. We'll have to see. The Titans does make a lot of sense because they lost Corey Davis. He can be a wide receiver, too, to A.J. Brown there. Plus, I think Tannehill is a competent quarterback there. And then the Eagles, it's an interesting, interesting proposition there because as Jalen Hurts here when he kind of got the reins down the stretch because they don't have anything at receiver there. It is an absolute disaster. Um, and Zach Ertz is on the back end of his career, so you essentially just have Dallas Goddard there. So while the Eagles would make a lot of sense, I think the Titans make a lot of sense, the Ravens make a lot of sense, my ideal fit for him is certainly in the green and gold with the Packers. And before we move on to Benjamin St. Juiced here, Ryan, and again, Ryan Burns joining us here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Talk to us just a little bit about what we can expect from Bateman right away, because Gopher fans got kind of a treat last year with Antoine Winfield Jr. just lighting it up in throughout all of his rookie season. And then you have kind of what I think is the bottom end of the spectrum for Rashad Bateman here and kind of like the year that Tyler Johnson had, trying to find his role in a crowded offense and really just starting his career. I think those are a nice kind of little goalposts to put up as like, what could Rashad Bateman do in that range? Where do you see it? And I guess, do you agree with my kind of assessment of things? Yeah, I mean, I think it's entirely dependent upon how putrid this quarterback situation is, because I think there's a very large difference between walking into a competent offense that I think like Green Bay is versus walking into an offense like the Miami Dolphins. I mean, that was a a horrific passing offense at times last year with Tua and, and everything they had going on down there. I think the same could go for the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's where I'm hoping he goes in the late 20s because you know what the late 20s usually means? It's a pretty good football team you're going to. Whereas if you're going to go in that top half of the first round, or excuse me, the second round like Antoine did, I mean, he Antoine, as you know, Antoine couldn't have walked into a better situation where he's able to step into that starting role, go in a Super Bowl. Same with Tyler Johnson. Now, uh, it's obviously a little bit more crowded for Tyler. And I don't think – I think Tyler and Rashad are going to be in two different situations where – I mean, you see where Tyler was drafted in the fifth round last year. It's kind of just best player available at that point. Whereas with Rashad, he's going to go in the top 40. I, I feel very certain of that. And for that, it's going to be about somebody really needs a receiver. And so if you need a receiver, you're probably going to play a lot. And so that's where, I mean, if you're trying to see what kind of production it could be, I mean, maybe something around 50 balls for – I don't know, 800 yards and five touchdowns. I, again, I think it's completely dependent upon what kind of situation he walks into at quarterback and just with the entire offense. Because like I said, there's a big difference between Green Bay and say uh, he goes to the New York Jets. I mean, that, where everything just consistently goes to die, that is the New York Jets. Even though they will have Zach Wilson, I mean, what else is there in that passing game to compliment him for him not to be the number one focal point of the opposing defensive coordinator each week? So I'm going to be very intrigued to kind of see where he fits in. More with Ryan in just a minute as we continue along here on Locked On Golden Gophers. If you want to bet on anything, sports, TV shows, reality TV award shows, any of the stuff like that, you can bet on any and all of it over at betonline.ag. Head on over there 
and get your bets in on, again, anything that you could imagine. They'll have a line for over there. If you hear a line on a Locked On podcast, it's from Bet Online. They're the place that we trust for all of our betting needs. You can trust them too. Head on over to betonline.ag and sign up for an account, and you can get some free money in your hands as well. A sweet little deal we've got going on for you. Go on over and use the promo code Locked On, and when you do, you'll get a 50% bonus on whatever your first deposit is. A nice little welcome into the system from us over at Locked On when you sign on to Bet Online. So again, go to betonline.ag. Enter in your information and sign up for a new account. And of course, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get free money to play with when you get your first deposit in. It's betonline.ag, the site. It's our place to go for everything sports gambling related. Welcome back here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Well, we've talked Rashad Bateman. Now let's get into Benjamin St. Juiced. Brian Burns is in to talk to us here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Our conversation went so long, we're going to end up having to have our last segment be a little bit of a tease for tomorrow. We're, we're talking draft right now with Ryan. If you want to hear about the spring game stuff, we're going to have to push that into tomorrow's show. So I guess you're just going to have to come back. And listen again to Locked On Golden Gophers. Again, give us a follow on Twitter at LO Golden Gophers. And of course, follow the podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. Subscribe, rate five stars, leave a good review, or leave a bad review. If it has the five stars with it, you can write some nasty stuff in there if you really don't like me. It's the stars that we care about more than anything else. Head on over and help us out because, again, it really does help us out when you do all that stuff to help support us. Hey, if you want to get all the best coverage as far as the NFL Draft goes here on Locked On, well, we've got everything for you. There's the Draft Dudes podcast. There's the Ultimate Mock Draft, which is still going on right now. And we've also got live draft coverage all day on the first day of the draft on Thursday. You can get more information on that later in the week from any of our Locked On podcasts. We'll have it for you here. But the point is that if you want to know anything about the NFL draft, there's no place better to go than Locked On. Yeah, everybody else has the quote-unquote experts that are trying to keep track of everybody, but at Locked On, like, I'm the guy when it comes to Rashad Bateman. If they want to know about Rashad Bateman, they call me up because I'm the one who's been following him the whole time. It's that way with everybody here at Locked On. You know you're getting the good in-depth stuff when you're following along with us. So be sure to follow along with our draft coverage. It's maybe more work than we've put in on anything that we've done here in the Locked On Network. So we're really proud of it. All right, let's get right back into Ryan Burns. We've talked about Rashad Bateman with Ryan. Now let's get into Benjamin St. Juiced. That's coming up right now as we transition here and finish up our program today on Locked On Golden Gophers. Well, the good news with Rashad Bateman is that wherever he goes, he, he has the skill set to be able to do something for anybody. Moving over to Benjamin St. Juiced, I'm much more interested to hear what you think about his kind of just scheme fits just because he's much more of a typecast kind of guy. He's a big defensive back. But as we kind of talked mm -hmm. about when we talked beforehand, he's shaken off kind of that reputation. Where do you think St. Juiced fits in best in the NFL right now? I still think it's a corner. 
And I know there's been some conversation about safety. We asked him about that at his after pro day was have teams approached you about safety? He said, absolutely. I played some safety at the senior bowl because some teams wanted to see that. As you note, though, it, he's in such an interesting mold because he is 6'2", 6'3". Um, I think he came in. Let me see what he came in. His, I forget what he came in his pro day at, but it was at least I think he came in at 6'3". That's yes, enormous so too. for a corner. And he ran a four five forty, I believe. And the, the crazier part is that short shuttle. He ran something ridiculous, like a 4.00 short shuttle, which is all essentially about, you know, how quickly can you, can you flip your hips and go? How quickly can you move laterally? And that's where I always think about the famous Minnesota Vikings draft pick, Trey Waynes, who uh, he, he had a faster 40 time than he did a short shuttle. That's not good if you want to be drafting a corner to me. Uh, now, Trey obviously got a second contract, but that's where we say juiced. I mean, I think he's probably going to be a third, fourth round guy from what I've kind of seen. I think the pro days certainly help him. That's where I, you kind of look at some of the football teams that could be interesting. I think he makes a lot of sense for someone like the Seattle Seahawks, someone who love their big defensive backs. They also need some help at corner there. But I think once you get into that third, fourth round range as well, as well I mean, again, we're talking about teams that, yeah, they need players at that position, but I mean, I could certainly see a team trading up that is very intrigued by uh, what St. Juice could potentially do for their team. Do you think there's still NFL teams out there right now who will say Benjamin St. Juice is just not the guy we're looking for, not the guy who fits into what we're doing on defense, whether it be that he's too big or anything else? Is he still that kind of typecast or has he been able to shake away that stuff from NFL scouts with that 3.96 on the shuttle that he put up? Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting question that you pose because I bet you he's off some team's boards just because of how tall he is, uh, just because he doesn't fit within specific athletic or measurable, um, just different testing numbers there. It, it just kind of happens to be that way across the NFL, especially if you're not going to be a bona fide second wave, third wave, I mean, there's certainly going to be teams that are not for you. I mean, I could even see a team like the Minnesota Vikings because, you know, you look at them, they took Cameron Dantzler, another big corner uh, last year. And they've obviously had some more off the field issues with former first round defensive backs. And I could see them going for somebody like St. Juice there as well. So, I mean, I, I, the NFL just has, you know, you hear the stories every year about some of those strange quotes from anonymous NFL draft scouts that, some of the weird questions that they ask these kids. I, I don't understand the reasoning or the rationale why you're asking a kid. Like uh, I believe it was one a recently hired NFL coach here in the cycle has been asking kids to do like rock, paper, scissors with them to gauge their competitive, how competitive they're. And I'm like, if he doesn't want to play rock, paper, scissors with you and you don't draft him. And then you say that to the media afterwards, like, what are we doing? Like, I understand you're a football guy, whatever the heck that means, but it's with St. Juiced. I know I, I, I like to get off on a couple of tangents here. Like, I think he can make a lot of sense for people like uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Minnesota Vikings, uh, Seattle Seahawks, and then I'll say like the San Francisco 49ers. Big corner, maybe has the potential to switch to safety, but I, I really do believe that St. Juice has got a shot to go within the first uh, four, four rounds of the NFL draft. 
Yeah, it's good stuff, Ryan. And hey, if you're going to do a little bit of analysis and then a whole lot of rant on the back end, you're going to fit in perfectly on this show. So don't <laughs> worry about that at all. You are all good on that end. <laughs> all right. So we'll talk a Love spring it. game in a second here, Ryan. But uh, before we get off the draft, I want to get your final predictions here. You talked about best fits for these guys, but as far as like where the order actually stands and what actually will go down. What do you think is most likely for both of these guys? Rashad Bateman, I'll ask for an actual team. For St. Juiced, I guess, where do you see him going exactly? Adding to the third round, start of the fourth, uh, just a little bit more specific on him, just because, like you've mentioned, when it gets to that point, it's harder. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll call my shots because I know people love to timestamp things and then take him as gospel. So I love doing we'll things like it. this. Um, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, yeah, I know how it goes. So I'll say that Bateman goes 27 or 29, which would be to the Ravens or to the Packers. Um, again, I'm fingers crossed he goes to the Packers. I love the fit there. And then with St. Juice, I think he goes in that late third, early fourth round range, like, the, you know, pit around pick 100 to 120, somewhere in there. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him go on day two in, in the third round at some point where somebody gets very intrigued by him and what he showed on tape uh, because again, he's six, two, he's a willing tackler. He's incredibly long and he's very, very athletic. There's a reason he was a top 100 kid coming out of Canada uh, when he ultimately ended up in Michigan. So that's where I'll say, I'll say 27 or 29. And then that late third, early fourth round for St. Juice. All right. That's Ryan Burns. He's still with us in just a minute. We're going to break down well, gophers who are actually going to be wearing the maroon and gold still in the fall. The Minnesota spring games coming up on Saturday. We'll chat with Ryan about that in just a second here on Locked On Golden Gophers. <laughs> 